Welcome to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Nolte Manny II. I do appreciate you spending time with us. And if you're not a speed reader or a speed hearer, that's Noel T. Manning II. I'm glad you're here right here on C19 TV. And if you are listening via the podcast or if you're listening to the radio show version of this, that's through WGWG.org. We appreciate you however you choose to spend time with us. We know you have better things to do than hang out with us. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thomas Manning is here as always. Good to see you, Thomas. Glad you're here. Uh, I, I still think that's like one of the coolest shirts that your dad ever bought you uh, ever. <laughs> if he ever. does say so himself. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, we've got Daryl Menzel and we've also got Douglas Davidson back with us. The cinnamon are back and we had uh, so much fun last week. And we decided, you know, we're going to do this again and we're going to do it uh, earlier rather than later. So thank you both for being back. Our pleasure. Thanks for having us again. Now, now, last week was almost what some would call a perfect show in so many different ways. Some would call it a perfect show almost. Uh, I don't, I'm not expecting that this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just kind of know that going in. Oh, the pressure's <laughs> off. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But we are going to try to get through a lot. We've got uh, quite a few uh, films to talk about. Not as many as last week unless we get to that hot topic. Looking forward to the hot topic, and I'm going to let Daryl kind of segue into what that, give us a sneak preview of what that hot topic is with his first film uh, that he's going to be reviewing, and it's called Wendy, and it's not about Dave Thomas's daughter uh, selling hamburgers. This is a whole different Wendy. This is a whole different, no square patties to be found <laughs> anywhere. So, yeah, uh, it came out February 28th of this year. Uh, it's kind of a reimagining of the, the Peter Pan stories directed by, I do believe you pronounce Ben Zetlin. He did Beasts of the Southern Wild um, a couple of years back. So it pretty much takes what we know about the, the Peter Pan myth, modernizes it a bit, flips it, gives us a little something new. We get the story of uh, Wendy meeting Peter, uh, how Hook becomes Hook. It completely redefines the relationship between Hook and Pan. And while it celebrates youth and vitality, it also tells a story that maybe growing up isn't as bad as it seems when you're a kid. Uh, visually, it is stunning. It is amazing. It's full of heart. The soundtrack will get you all in your feels. I cannot recommend it enough, Wendy. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Unfortunately, uh, what they have there on Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, tomato meter does not does not belie what this movie is at all, at all, at all. I don't agree with that rating whatsoever. Now, what is the rating uh, on the uh, on Rotten Tomatoes? Thirty-five percent, I do believe. Is all that right. audience or critic? That is critic. Audience, thankfully, uh, they they came to the rescue here. They gave it a seventy-five. I would even go maybe a point or two higher. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah. So, if you're going to give this a report card grade. A to F, what is your report card grade? Man, I think it's a solid A. Okay, awesome. Solid A. And where uh, can people find this now? Uh, I rented it on Vudu. I rented it for uh, a solid five bucks. So one good link and we'll get you, uh, get you uh, all up in there in that, Wendy. 
Gotcha. And so you, you talked about the, uh, I was calling it the tachometer, but it's not. It's the thermometer, right? Thermometer? Thermometer. Uh, it, it was a pretty low rating. And so the, the hot topic for this week's show is bad movies that we liked for whatever reason. So that's kind of what we're going to be diving into later on. So that's kind of a sneak preview of that. Now, Douglas, uh, there's a film that you watched. It's a Hulu original. Uh, it's, uh, it's a sci-fi romantic comedy is probably a, a way that I would describe this. I got a chance to check it out as well. I'm um, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this. I quite loved it. It's, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, mo- the movie is called Palm Springs. Palm Springs. I was about to say that. <laughs> it's directed by Max uh, Bar- Barbacal, I believe is how it's pronounced, and co-written by Andy Sierra. It's, it, you've sort of seen the idea of this before with films like Groundhog Day, which is the one that everybody tends to go to. I would actually think of something a little bit more recent, like Before I Fall, Predestination, or even Ark which uh, is a film I know my man Daryl really likes. So the whole idea here is that, yes, you've got two people that are caught up in a time loop, but they come in separately. And because they come in separately, there's actually in within the film an idea of the multiverse. And they play with the idea of the time loop and what can happen in the multiverse. They play with the actual science of what is involved, whether it would the sniff test with a real astrophysicist I'm not entirely sure but uh, it is an incredible amount of fun a lot of people are used to seeing Andy Samberg play a certain type of character certain type of uh, lie about if you will he does that here but it think of it more if you've just lived through 40 years of the same day you know, a couple thousand years, however long it might be, like a Groundhog Day. Yeah, How kind, of, you- kind of like if you went to a Journey concert and your dad had you dance with a drunk woman. That's if you true. did that for 40 straight years, what would that be like? Exactly. That would probably be more traumatic than what Andy goes through, because at least he has booze and free food because he's at a wedding for in which his girlfriend is one of the bridesmaids. And uh, by the way, Kristen Milioti, who plays the other person in the time loop, most people are probably familiar with her as the mother, the titular mother and and uh, and how I met your mother. She is phenomenal. We need to give her more leading roles, not not talking romance, leading roles. She does everything from drama, comedy, all of it just within this story. It's a little dark. It I want to say it ends on a happy note, but it's sort of up to your interpretation. Can't recommend it enough. Solid A. Okay, awesome. Solid A for from um, Douglas. Had to remember your name. Sorry, man. I know we just met. Uh, Douglas Don't worry, Davidson. When, when it resets, you'll you'll remember. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, Douglas Davidson giving an A rating to Palm Springs. It is a Hulu original. Um, I, I saw this as well, and I'll quickly give you my thoughts on it. I thought there were moments of just pure laughter, pure entertainment, and then there were these um, attempts to kind of have a serious message. And but but for me that that message and the way they tried to deliver that message failed. I, I felt it struggled a little bit to find the balance. I got a little bit of whiplash, um, but I will say it had one. I love the character chemistry, the character chemistry on board, including um, JK Simmons, oh, yeah. um, who was, you know, he, he had a very small role, but it was an important part. Um, he was great. Uh, I thought it had one of the best wedding dance scenes I've ever seen on film period. Uh, toward the beginning. It was marvelous. But I, I did feel like I'd seen this so many times before uh, in different ways. You talk about Groundhog Day and 
Um, Happy Death Day is another one of those Edge of Tomorrow time code. There were a lot that had the time loop. It did have it did have its plot twist, mm-hmm. and it did have some interesting things that happened. They they took it in a little different way. So I appreciated that, but the the lack of balance for me hurt me um, in in giving this a good solid A. So a C plus for me on this. So. Um, We'll, we'll average those together. We're going to get Thomas to do the math and kind of see what that comes <laughs> up with. But uh, there's my quick thought on uh, Palm Springs. And uh, Thomas, man, uh, you didn't check out Palm Springs, but you did this kind of weird, not a weird, but you did a double feature talking about a time loop. You, you saw a couple of films that uh, one was an original, one was a remake. Uh, the movie is called The Taking of Pelham 123, the 1974 version, and I think the 2009 oh. version. So uh, let me get your thoughts on uh, looking at both of these films. You've never seen either one of them. Right, yeah. So the 74 version was directed by Joseph Sargent, adapted from a book by uh, John Goatee. And basically it follows the story over the course of like, basically one hour you have these hijackers that take over a subway in New York City. And uh, they have like 20 hostages. They're on the phone negotiating with the transit police basically and um you trying they're demanding like a million dollars at that time of course in the 2009 version it's 10 million dollars because uh, inflation. that inflation that's how it all works <laughs> um but i think when you need to look at something like a remake of this nature the remake was directed by tony scott um it has to justify its existence by adding something new based on the time period or just adding a twist to the story and i think tony scott certainly did that um the original was a perfect snapshot of kind of that gritty new york city 1970s feel it definitely kind of had some scorsese vibes to it um great cast you had robert shaw in there you had martin balsam james broderick uh jerry stiller and just a really tight script um and tony scott's remake kind of amped up the tension a lot um kind of the claustrophobia the kind of dizziness the whipping around the sights and sounds of the city um so i think tony scott's direction was pretty phenomenal in the remake but um anytime you have a remake like that it's kind of difficult to live up to the standards of an original especially when the original is practically perfect just with the dialogue and the acting and uh, the direction and the editing. The editing is phenomenal on both accounts because there's so much conversation back and forth in different locations on like telephones. Um, but I still think Tony Scott's remake was justified in, ex- in its existence. So, Okay, good deal. And, um, and you also, Walter Matthau was in that uh, original as well, if I remember correctly. And uh, Denzel and John Travolta uh, in the remake. So what are your ratings for both of these? Uh, for the original, I'll give it a solid A. Um, just yeah it's practically perfect in every way um sorry that's mary poppins quote right there i think but <laughs> <laughs> then uh for the remake i'll give the remake a solid b plus okay good deal b plus uh for taking a pelham one two three the 2009 version and the original version a solid a you talked about claustrophobia thomas and there's a movie that was released a little earlier this summer but we really didn't get a chance to talk about it, it was an amazon original uh, the movie is called 7500 joseph gordon levitt uh, stars as this um, first officer in a hijacked aircraft, and he's the only one that's standing in, in the way of a massive attack on innocent citizens. The citizens on the plane and those that are going to be 
left in the wake of a crash when when that may may happen. Um, the claustrophobia aspect of it, most of the time, you are in the cockpit, and and you're seeing what's happening, you know, back behind the scenes, mostly on monitors. Um, it is pure claustrophobia and I, I give it's it's if, if you're not prone to claustrophobia i think that you will be um after watching this anxiety absolutely uh, they found a way to, to make that happen and make that happen well everything was shot really tight really close up limited lighting uh, no music soundtrack and I, I tell you, all of that really worked. It added to this almost real-time atmospheric approach and the, the narrative engagement on this, I loved. Um, there's a there's a guy, uh, another co-star in this, who stars as one of the young troubled hijackers. Uh, his name is Omid Namar. And he is torn between what his calling is or what he's being led to do and what he feels is the right thing to do. And he played it so well. Uh, the, the interactions between Levitt and Namar were magnificent. And many times there were a lot of scenes with just them. Uh, I got a chance to interview the cinematographer earlier this summer, uh, Sebastian Thayer. And he talked about they built, they actually built an aircraft um, on a, a sound stage with a green screen behind it. But many of the things were shot within a cockpit and they got to actually go into uh, an aircraft and see what had happened. This was based on uh, on a true story as well. Uh, if you're looking for really a no no frills, fancy side of filmmaking, um, that's just right there in your face, uh, strong acting uh, and something that will bring you kind of face to face with terror. This may be a, a, a trip that's worth booking for you. It did fly a little under the radar. So there are all of my uh, <laughs> aircraft related things. Solid A rating for me uh, for the movie 7500, if you haven't had a chance to see it. Any of you haven't, haven't had a chance to see that film yet? Not yet. Okay. I haven't, but it sounds like it'd be a great double feature with uncut gems. Ooh, yes. Yeah, from the claustrophobia standpoint, yeah. Very possibly. Dad, you Very haven't possibly. even seen Uncut Gems, have you? Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, I did. Um, okay. I, um, yeah, it was given to me directly from, uh, who's, the, who's the guy starring in it? What was his name? We hung out with him. Uh, <laughs> what was his name? What was that? What was that? Andy, uh, Andy Samberg. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> so A rating for me uh, for the uh, film 7500. We're going to take a quick intermission. Uh, we're going to come back and spend the last half of the show on the hot topic, rotten movies that we love right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Come back and join Thomas Manning, Daryl Menzel, and Douglas Davidson and myself, Noel Thomas Manning II, after this quick intermission. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out of me. Hi, everyone. At CCC, students are busy registering for the fall semester. We are staying flexible with how we offer classes in person and online so we can meet students' needs and interests. Our team can help you enroll, apply for financial aid, register, and get the answers you need. We continue to monitor COVID-related news and do everything we can to safeguard the well-being of our students, employees, and visitors. So come join us, register now, and keep moving forward. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. 
For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. Noel T. Manning II here. If you are watching on C19 TV, we appreciate it. If you're, uh, if you're watching the streaming version of that, c19.tv, that's pretty cool. That means you had to go search for it a little bit more. And if you're uh, listening to the podcast and the radio version through wgwg.org, we do thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Daryl Mansell, Douglas Davidson, Thomas Manning joining me. The Cinnamon are back. We're glad to have, uh, have you back with us as we spend some time talking about movies. And this is the fun part. We get to just have a blast talking about a hot topic rotten movies we love and and here's the um here are the rules um it has to have a rotten rating on rotten tomatoes but for some reason we loved it or we really enjoyed it that's that's really the only rules <laughs> so it's not a lot <laughs> so anybody can play this game so if you want to play at home get out get out your ink pad your ink pad no your your pad and your pen and and make notes all right daryl go first before i uh, lose myself all right. Uh, first one I want to talk about, it still stuns me and baffles me to this day. It's Hook. Hook is sitting at a solid 28% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. And I did not realize for quite some time that people weren't fans of this movie. I just thought everyone loved Hook. Uh, it's swashbuckles. It's fun. Dennis, uh, Dennis Hoff, Hoffman, right? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. There we go. That might be part of the reason why they don't like the movie. They don't. (laughs) Dustin Hoffman is just chewing up scenery. Bob Hoskins is great. Uh, uh, Robert Williams is great. I love this movie, top to bottom. Awesome, awesome. I'm right there with you. It's it's a fun one to go to. Uh, The movie is called Hook. And what is your rating? Do you remember? Do you know what your rating would be for this? Uh, if we're going on the A to F or poor car scale, man, it's, it's A every single time. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. All right, Douglas, uh, I think you have some swag with you for one of the films you want to talk about. Is that one you're going to bring up now? I do. I do. I, um, it's actually completely and totally coincidental because I had ordered this a while back. But this little guy showed up in the mail today, <laughs> and I couldn't be more excited. For those of you that aren't familiar, this is the Jim Carrey edition. This is a Funko Pop of the Jim Carrey edition of The Riddler from Batman Forever, which is currently sitting at a 39%, and I don't understand it. Uh, This, granted it's not a Tim Burton film, which it was following after Batman Returns, certainly, which for many people is a big Batman movie. For me, I prefer the first film he did, uh, Batman over Batman Returns. But Batman Forever was Joel Schumacher's first time at it, the first time we got to see Robin with Chris O'Donnell. We've got Nicole Kidman as a psychiatrist. We have Val Kilmer, who makes a decent Batman. He's okay as Bruce Wayne, but a pretty decent Batman. And you've got a great package of Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones as your villains, Two-Face and the Riddler. This is a film that not only do I not understand how people couldn't just enjoy the colors of it, the energy of it. It's a different feeling of a Gotham, uh, but also the soundtrack is just killer. Uh, I still listen to it. And I'm not talking about Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me by U2 or Kiss from a Rose by Seal. I'm also talking about Michael Hutchins's cover of Passenger. I'm also talking about the Flaming Lips, Brandy, and a bunch of other folks 
PJ Harvey was on that soundtrack and it is still fantastic. If I were to grade it, I would absolutely give it an A. Okay. Absolutely. A, a rating for Batman forever, uh, even yes. though Rotten Tomatoes may disagree with you. Mm. Uh-huh. you know, Thomas, it's totally fine. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I disagree with them. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thomas, uh, there's a series of films that you've got on your list. I'm not sure what you're going to go to first, but I've seen this. I, I think it's a pretty good list. Uh, but, but, Sometimes I think we're all drawn toward the evil side of life, and I'm, I've got a vibe feeling that that's where you're headed with your first pick for rotten movies we love. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I'm going with Constantine from 2005, starring Keanu Reeves in the lead role. Got a great supporting cast of Rachel Weisz, Till Swinton, Jimon Hansu, and uh, Peter Stormare as Satan himself. So uh, not, not not actually Satan. Peter's not Satan, but he, he plays the role of Satan and his five minutes of screen time in that movie are absolutely phenomenal. But uh, Keanu Reeves definitely carries the film with his charisma and uh, just a really unique kind of take on the Constantine mythos from the comics. And I think there's definitely room for a sequel, which they've been talking about for the past 15 years. And I think Keanu said he'd definitely be on um, if that ever came around. But it was the directorial debut of Francis Lawrence, and he did a really, really solid job with it. And he, he went on to direct a couple of the Hunger Games films. And um, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend Constantine. It's got a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, but most people I've talked to have a very favorable opinion of it. Um, it's just kind of got a bit of a cult following um, throughout the comic book film uh, fandom. So I would definitely recommend Constantine. Okay. And what rating are you giving this, Thomas? Uh, I'm giving it a B plus. Yeah. Okay, B plus rating. And for, uh, for any of our uh, viewers out there, if you are keeping track of continuity, yeah, Thomas actually did change locations. We were able to make that happen <laughs> right before your magic. eyes. <laughs> magic saucer. <laughs> Speaking of Sorcerer, um, one of my films I'm, I'm going to talk to you about, uh, I absolutely loved The Sorcerer's Apprentice. It was one of those films that was just pure fun. I remember watching this with my family, and I said, this is a franchise type of film. Um, I, I love J.B. Rochelle, always have. Nicolas Cage <laughs> was a heck of a lot of fun in this. The uh, the rating for this for Rotten Tomatoes, critics giving it a 40%. Audience is a little better at 53%. But it was just one of those times at the box office that I just enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the adventure. It felt like a summer film for me. And uh, I have gone back to watch it. And it's still just as enjoyable for me. The movie is called The Sorcerer's Apprentice. And uh, I, I would watch a franchise of this. Absolutely, I would. So I'm going to give this after watching it multiple times an a minus it's still still worth checking out so the sorcerer's apprentice on my list so daryl we're back to you buddy yeah back over to me uh, i cannot in good conscience not mention uh one of the greatest comedies of all time pootie tang uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh sitting at a, an abysmal and disrespectful 27 percent on rotten tomatoes um in your comedy, I think of all of all the genres is the most subjective. So it's it's there's certain there's different types of comedy for different people. There's different avenues. You like when you wordplay, you like slapstick, you like this that turns of phrases. Uh, this one is just it falls squarely into this 
goofy fun category. Uh, Chris Rock, Lance Crowder, uh, Reggie E. Kathy, rest in peace to Reggie Kathy, Dirty D, Wanda Sykes, appearing in there as well. It's a spinoff of a skit from the Chris Rock show from the 90s. Uh, they just took that, embellished it to a, to a 90-minute film, and it, it's it's just goofy fun. If, if you're in the mood for just something silly, something wacky, I, I suggest you check out Pootie Tang. All right, what is your rating for this? Oh man, it's an A plus <laughs> plus. <laughs> All right, A plus plus, Douglas. I love it. Let's go back to you, Douglas. Uh, last time I was on the show, I talked about a little bit of historical fiction. Talked about Greyhound. Well, I'm gonna go with another historical fiction. This one's from 2001, and it is the on my list that I brought today. The one that is the lowest rated at 14 percent. It's American Outlaws. This film, <laughs> depending on who you are, you might agree with that 14%. Man. But it's got Colin Farrell, Scott Kahn, Ali Larder, Gabrielle Mark, Mocked, Timothy Dalton is in this, Kathy Bates is in this, Will McCormick. I mean, it's just, it's got so much talent, and honestly, it is dumb fun. Is any of it accurate? Probably not. <laughs> remotely accurate. But you've got Colin Farrell and Gabrielle Macht playing Frank and Jesse James. Wow, my brain just stopped. But they have such charisma and such a wonderful relationship with each other that you actually buy in to them being relatives. I get why it's 14%, solid B. Solid. <laughs> well, kind of like Daryl, sometimes you just want fun and uh that's that, that's uh, what i'm going to talk about is just a heck of a lot of fun but thomas we'll get to yours first go for it man oh uh, yeah so i'm going to go with national treasure from 2004 sitting at a 46 percent on rotten tomatoes but uh so basically this is nick cage playing indiana jones in the 21st century philadelphia like running through the city streets doing indiana jones type stuff stealing the declaration of independence and um, on the other end, you have the um, actor that played Baromir. What's his name again? He always dies. There he is. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's always a fantastic villain. And uh, in this one, he's great. And just ultimate swashbuckling fun in a different kind of setting and environment than you're used to with films like that. And what is your rating, Thomas? I'm going to give that one a uh, solid A minus. Solid A minus. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, you talk about nostalgia. And I think a lot of the films we we have mentioned that are rotten movies that we love, there is a certain sense of nostalgia for them. And it, it is that way with uh, with my last one I'm going to talk about, which is sits at 23%. Um, RV with Robin Williams. Um, this is the family go-to movie anytime we want to think about vacations. And a big part of it is because this was based on my life. And uh, growing <laughs> up, uh, yeah, um, the director, uh, Barry Sonfeld, uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I heard there's a story on your life. We want to get somebody to rewrite it and, and uh, get Robin Williams a star in it. I said, absolutely, absolutely. I was the young kid that was kind of a rap star, uh, grew up to be a rap star, and uh, it, you know, it didn't work out well for me in the end. But, uh, <laughs> but if you are looking for dumb fun, if you're looking for a road trip comedy with uh, just pure Robin Williams, I can't recommend RV enough. Uh, and, and Thomas will echo this. It really is one of our go-to movies for family. We love this, all of us love this movie. Oh, yeah. I'd say we probably watched it about 50 times together. Like, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. 
go go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna mention uh you know no context for the shower of sadness you know? <laughs> <I> think... <laughs> really appreciate you guys spending time with us we uh we all had like three more and uh if we ever do a bonus uh, episode of Meet Me at the Movies. Um, Daryl said you, you can each pay like 99 cents to watch the bonus episodes. So we'll see if we can make that happen. A minute. <laughs> a minute. <laughs> a minute. <laughs> All right. So Daryl Douglas, the cinnamon, uh, tell folks where they can find you. Go for it, Doug. Okay. Uh, you can find everything Paprika Podcast related on the Paprika Podcast Network, which is usually on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, just about anywhere. You can also find the Paprika Podcast Network group on Facebook, which is a wonderful group with a whole bunch of nerds. Everything for <laughs> me for Elements of Madness can be found at elementsofmadness.com, including episodes of The Cinnamon and Films and Reviews. All right. And Thomas, uh, where can people find your work? Uh, you can find some of my published work at Elements of Madness there with Mr. Douglas Davidson. Also on my personal blog, the therundownonthemovies.com. And, uh, and here, maybe the movie is something that about sums up everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find me outside your window looking in. Um, so there you go. There's just, just look out and you'll see me looking in. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm teeing this up for a, a movie uh, called The Rental that I'm going to be reviewing pretty soon. It's got a Norman Bates feel to it and uh, people looking in, that's for sure. Thanks for joining us here for Meet Me at the Movies. Really appreciate you, Daryl and Douglas, uh, as always. It's good to, good to see you back and I'm uh, glad we could do this again. Thank you, Thomas, for your efforts. And uh, movie quote of the week, uh, this is one that just kind of fits with me because you guys call me a hero, but really I'm not a hero. I'm just a drifter with nothing to lose. And that does come to us from Jack Reacher right here on the Meet Me at the Movies movie quote of the week. And until next time, I'm Noel Manning for the entire cast and crew here saying thank you. And that is a wrap.